Hey, Che, this is John from the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm just catching up on my podcast listening, and I'm on your episode, your season five, sorry, episode 22, where you're asking the question, should you write some stuff down? And I'm going to go back and listen to the rest of the episode in a moment, but just sort of leave a message right at the offing to just unequivocally say, yes, you should write some stuff down, most definitely. That's all I've got to say. Might drop another message when I've listened to the rest of the episode. Take care, dude. Keep gaming. If you say the real life ends up your days and you don't have time to play, well, midlife is the best time to start a new role playing thing. My name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue. Hello, rescuers. I hope you're well, and thank you for listening. Season 6 is underway, and it seems an age ago that I received that message from John shared at the top of the show. Thanks, John. This episode is a bonus call-in show in which I'm going to try and pack in as many messages as I can, seeking to hoover up and present the outpouring of interest and support that Roleplay Rescue has received in the six or so weeks since the UK went into pandemic lockdown. Lots of these will stand on their own, but I will, on occasion I feel, have something to say in response. Of course, if you are listening to your message and I don't reply, please don't feel shortchanged. I love every one of you with the love of a master gamer for his favourite dungeon minions. Hmm. Is that an appropriate analogy? Maybe not. Anyway, I'll stop wittering and let you get to the good stuff. This is a Season 6 bonus community callback episode. Let's dive in. Hey, Jay. It's Vance checking in. Hey, just listen to your simulation callbacks um, episode there. And you were mentioning you just... You know, concerns about uh, being misunderstood or inadvertently offending because of the kind of the limitations of podcasting and verbal-only communication. Um, my advice is to probably, at the beginning of each episode, to have a disclaimer that the opinions and viewpoints expressed within are not necessarily representative of the ownership or management of Roleplay Rescue. And I think that should clear everything right up. Um, so yeah, let me know if you need any other advice and glad to help. Take care. Bye. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but I can't tell if Vance is being entirely serious or sarcastic. Um, I'm going to take that at face value and say thank you. And hey, let's see how that sounds. The opinions and viewpoints expressed within are not necessarily representative of the ownership or management of Roleplay Rescue. Rescue! Hi, Che. It's Laren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I cannot believe I did not call in about your grimoire. I'm so sorry. When I heard about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. And at the moment I heard it, I couldn't call. And I am terrible about remembering to go back and call. If I don't do it right away, 
I don't do it. And then later I'll hear someone talk about something and I'll be like, ah, I never called in. And that grimoire is definitely one of them. I will definitely be looking forward to taking a look at that if you publish it. I'm really excited. (laughs) So anyway, I just wanted to let you know I'm listening to your Back on the Mic episode now. And hopefully I will get to your Steve Jackson episode soon. It's just so hard to steal podcasting time right now. Jeff's in his office printing something we ran into town. So I have a few minutes to myself. So I'm listening. I hope you're doing well. Hey, up Shane. Shandy Andy here. Just managed to uh, listen probably for the first time in three weeks to any podcasts over the uh, bank holiday weekend. And just wanted to say, really enjoyed the Steve Jackson interview. Very insightful. And it was just a joy to listen to and to get the experiences of uh, somebody who was there right at the beginning. So, um, great one. Um, I must admit, not realised that there was a vote on Patreon and that, but I'm pretty crap at keeping up on these things uh, at the moment. Um, but great that you're over 30 uh, patrons as well, so all going in the right direction. Anyway, keep up the good work. I wanted to say how much we appreciate you putting out a podcast. Hey, Che, it's Andy here. I'm loving your interview um, with Steve Jackson. I knew I would. Um, I'm feeling great, actually. I've just returned from my first successful toilet paper expedition. I ventured into the bowels of commerce, of the dungeons of commerce. I had to fight through the guards. I had to prove my valor. And eventually I returned victorious, clutching 12 rolls of toilet paper. Magnificent. Anyway, um, nonsense aside, I, uh, yeah, I'm lo- I, I am loving this, this interview with, with Steve Jackson. Um, we chatted the other day. I, I'm not a huge aficionado of his work, but really what I love about it and what I love about listening to a lot of these founders, these originators, the, the true legends of our hobby, is is how modest and humble and matter-of-fact they are about everything. I think it's us. We, we um, tend to over-intellectualize everything and, and analyze it to death and... and and perhaps make it more complicated than it really is or ascribe values to it because, you know, we're, we're sort of approaching it from a, um, you know, uh, from a cultural product perspective. But these are the guys just making the stuff. And, and I love the, the way that they talk about how the industry started. Um, it's very humbling to all of us and, and maybe a good lesson in, in just making things simple. Things don't have to be complicated or even particularly clever. Hey, Che, Jason here. Just listening to your interview with Sean Punch. Great interview. He did a great job of explaining the advantages of girls and, you know, how to break it down and wonderful. And, and you did a great job pulling those things out of him. So wonderful interview. I, I do think it, it was a, obviously it's unfair to expect it not to be, but it was a little biased there. When you talk about OSR games, a lot of the OSR thing really is DIY. And ICRPG is not OSR, but it's also DIY, as is things like Black Hack and whatnot. So when you look at the DIY games, they're not prescriptive games. They like You look at ICRPG, it intentionally tells you, go make this up on your own, right? I'm going to give you a framework, but do your own thing. 
And just like he was saying, the rules don't own you. Make up your own thing as you go. So the idea is, here's a framework. Go ahead and make it up as you go for these other things. So that's definitely not prescriptive. Now, there are prescriptive games. I agree 120%. And, and I agree that GURPS is not a prescriptive game. And I don't think anything was necessary. I, I, do, I just think the DIY games a lot of people look at OSR as kind of got left out of that discussion between prescriptive, non-prescriptive games, you know, because uh, like those OSR games are not prescriptive games. So I, I think that should be said. But I really enjoyed the interview. I, I also wonder if to make the jock groups more accessible, really, it's not just saying go get the basic set in action or the basic set in Monster Hunters. I think what the what really needs to happen is to be able to say go buy GURPS Light in action and go buy GURPS Light and Monster Hunters because the basic set is intimidating by its sheer size. Just going to step in here, Jason. Uh, I'm loving what you're saying and thank you for the feedback. Um, but I have to say, Sean didn't sidestep the question of OSR. He just said... It's funny, but... Uh... The more tools you have in the box, the less constrained you are, the less prescriptive the game is going to be perforce. Uh, it's it's not as if, I mean, when you, uh, I guess what I'm saying is if you have just one core rule set and it tells you how to do everything and it's a very small number of supplements, that's wonderful. But in many ways, that's telling you how you must run your game. Mm. It's not giving you any leeway exterior to that, external to that. But mm. at the same time, it's important to respect the fact that for some people, that's what they want, because mm. for them, the creativity to, to to run their game in a less prescriptive fashion comes from an absence of rules, and that's mm. a valid approach. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot down that approach. So I'm not quite sure where our ICRPG stuff comes in on that, Jason. I I don't think that's really what we're talking about with a prescriptive game. A prescriptive game would be a game that's a complete whole thing. It just tells you how to play, has all the rules you need, and doesn't invite a do-it-yourself spirit. Uh, many of the OSR games deliberately do invite that. Of course, not all do. And I, I guess what we're talking about here is not about you know whether the OSR is a good or a bad thing. We're just talking about whether you should be prescribed exactly how to run your game or given a toolkit. And what Sean was saying really is that there's nothing wrong with either. It's just kind of down to you as a player. So I don't know. I just don't think you quite kind of got where he's coming from. But of course, I could be wrong. I'm just trying to read your mind. And now I'm going to shut up. I'll admit, I haven't looked at GURPS Lite recently, but it's what, like 30 pages, I think. So if you say go buy GURPS Lite, this 30-page rule book plus action to go do Die Hard, I think that's palatable. If you say go buy Bert Gerb's basic set, which is, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of pages, and action, it's, you know, it's a lot more intimidating. It's like saying if you want to learn BRP, you have to go buy the old gold book. Remember the gold book? They Maybe they still sell, but they used to have that gold book that was every single option for BRP. So I, I think really Gerb's needs to get to where they can, and maybe you can, I don't know. I haven't looked at Gerb's site for a while, but if you can say, Buy GURPS Lite and Monster Hunters if you want to run Monster Hunters, and that's it. I, I think that's a lot more palatable than saying go buy the $50 basic set with hundreds and hundreds of pages of rules because people feel obligated to read all those pages and it turns them off. Just just my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I do actually think you could do GURPS 
light plus any of those treatments like action or monster hunters or whatever um yeah and GURPS light is free so you can go and download that now from you know warehouse 23 and you can have you know the monster hunters is two the two books at about 7.99 each so 16 dollars got a game i think yeah you can do that anyway ha jason again i i fear that those last series of messages might have come across negative and that was not my intent i think gurps has a ton to offer i so icrpg which like I say, it's not prescriptive. And in fact, it tells you to take these rules and do what feels right. Games like that, the DIY games can actually be overwhelming to people. So there are some people that look at that and look at that lack of structure and they're overwhelmed and, and they don't, you know, they need more structure. And for those folks, GURPS is perfect because you don't have to make anything up. All the tools are there. It's just picking the right tools and plugging them in. So I'm definitely not trying to be negative on GURPS. And like I say, you might be able to take GURPS Lite in action and play an action game. I, I just haven't looked at GURPS Lite for a while. But I think that's the marketing direction maybe you need to go instead of, as opposed to GURPS Basic in action, if that makes sense. I don't know. So thanks, Jason. Um, yeah, you do know I don't work for Steve Jackson Games, though, don't you? Marketing GURPS is not my thing. I'll leave that to people who get paid to do it. But anyway... On with the show. Hi, Chase. Just wanted to say uh, thanks very much for the comprehensive response to my confusion. Clearly, I'd misinterpreted some of what you were saying and the clarification was much appreciated i um i didn't I, I didn't really know whether to send the messages the problem is the way anchor's changed it now um I, I couldn't listen to what i'd said so i was in danger of repeating myself a little bit but um thankfully i think you you understood what I meant and took it in the nature it was intended. And you're, you're totally right. These things are always a little bit tricky. You don't want to upset people. And I thought probably you would appreciate having a discussion. Awesome stuff. You take care and I'll catch you later. Hey, Jay, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your episode, What is Roleplay Rescue? And that in concert with our chat the other night has made me really think about what I want to get from my own podcast now it's relaunched so thank you very much for that I'm hoping to sit down with my wife and try and like hash out like a very sort of broad mission statement and maybe do sort of like a similar thing to how you've done put the mission statement out there and say this is what the podcast is going to be about going forward and that'll pointers in the right direction and hopefully allow us to keep producing useful content so i just wanted to say thanks very much your episodes inspired me to take a look at my own podcast take care and i'll catch you soon so colin spike pit green and john anna large from rdrpg podcast and thank you to both of you thank you colin i'm so relieved that uh, you were okay with that episode response and um 
yeah, it just meant so much to me that you sent those messages in and I just felt like I needed to give it proper justice, you know. I'm just so relieved that you understood where I was coming from. And John, glad to have inspired you. <laughs> um, I just always feel it's useful to say what you're trying to do and try and stick to that. And I know that under the COVID-19 mega interview opportunities that I've been having, it's been really hard to stay focused. But um, I have to say thank you so much for that sort of word of support and yeah i'm looking forward to sharing the episode we the interview we recorded together the other day that's coming in probably two or three weeks time uh so yeah watch this space oh hang on a minute uh john's got some more to say hey there jay it's john again from the red dice diaries rpg podcast told you i might leave another message after i finish listening to season five episode 22 and yeah i do think you make a good point about you know if someone feels they can get their sort of GMing fix by sort of collaboratively doing stuff in other people's games. Maybe they don't feel they they have to take the full risk of like t- taking off those training wheels and actually riding the bike themselves. I, th- I think you might be absolutely right with this. And this um, makes me go back to a recent conversation I had with um, one of my players who's playing a character who's quite sort of step back, a little bit reactionary. And I was saying. Part of my habit as a GM is if someone's not really getting involved, I'll just go to them and say, oh, is there anything that your character wants to do at the moment? And the player actually said to me when we were chatting the other day, I've noticed that you do this, but it's not that I'm not enjoying the game. It's just that my character's a bit more standback, assess the situation, then take a few small actions. And the player was absolutely fine with me asking them, but... That's just something I've got into the habit of as a GM. If I see someone who's not getting involved, I'll jump to them and say, oh, what would your character like to do? And if they say, oh, nothing, or I'm happy stood at the back, I'll just breeze on, but I like to give people the opportunity. So I think you have made a very good point about, and I know I'm rambling a bit, about whether people can fulfil that GM need within someone else's game and not feel the need to GM. I wish I had an answer for it, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I think all we can do is keep trying to encourage people. Like say, maybe hold back a bit more on the, the collaborative stuff and just see what happens. Enjoy the episode, dude. Take care. I'll catch you soon. Hey, Shay, it's Joe. And I am really excited to hear your and Andy's discussion on how the dice are part of the story and how they are at the heart of a role-playing game because I totally agree with you, which is why... I am 100% against fudging dice rolls because when someone fudges dice rolls, they're not letting the dice become part of the story. They're imposing their own story on what the dice are trying to say. They are taking the onus away from the dice. And, you know, that's, to me, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of having the dice in the first place so i will be really curious to hear what you and andy have to say because i know andy disagrees with me on this topic (laughs) anyway dude great stuff have a good one peace out two more great call-ins thanks john and thanks joe richter of hindsight list fantastic and yeah throwing that gauntlet down to andy you know i have to get him back on the show and we can talk about this um but i'm pretty sure he'll probably pick up the phone and, and call in anyway so thanks joe all right two to go i've got another call from john large um on the countdown die and then jason from nerds rpg variety cast can finish us off with his views on the interview with griff take it away guys hey there Jay. it's john again it's looking like a fairly call-tastic day for me as i'm catching up on my podcast listening while working from home 
I enjoyed your idea where you're talking about your sort of countdown timers or like your usage dice style stuff. One thing that I've been enjoying recently that is from the IC or index card RPG, which you may or may not be aware of, is the idea that you have a dice that sort of counts down each combat round and you say like oh we're going to roll this d6 or d4 or whatever at the start of the combat that's the number you start on you tick it down by one each round and you say something is going to happen to change up the combat when that gets to zero and that could be some reinforcements arriving a change in the environment or anything like that but although it's not the most immersive thing because the players know that something is going to happen then it helps keeps the pace of the combat going anyway take care dude catch you soon ha jason here just want to let you know i just listened to is a 603 latest episode of roleplay rescue where you interview griff great episode great interview really enjoying the interviews you're doing this season doing a wonderful job keep up the great work thank you for putting out the podcast It's competition time! Okay, I'm about to play a call-in from a first-time caller and the most recent patron of Roleplay Rescue. In my hand, I am holding, here it is, listen, a copy of the extended zine by Drew Mager, What Happened at Wyvern Rock. This is a 5e-based but largely generic supplement all about bringing high strangeness to high fantasy. If you've ever wanted to mix it up with greys or have your players experience very strange events based on classic UFO sightings, this is a supplement for you. So, here's the competition. I'm going to play the call-in. The person who comes back with the most helpful one-minute call-in, and that'll be as judged by the caller, they will receive the supplement. I'll get back in touch and sort out shipping it out to you later, but all you've got to do right now is call in and give, in one minute or less, your best answer to the question that gets asked. You can call in using the Anchor message system, or you can just record a quick thing on your phone and email it to me here. Hello at rpgrescue.com. Okay, that's hello at rpgrescue.com. You ready? Here goes. Hey, Jay. I'm Daniel. I'm from Indiana here in the States. I'm an old gamer and role-playing game designer as well, and I'm really enjoying your podcast. My question for you today is, what does OSR gaming really refer to? I've only learned the term over the past two years from Twitter, and I'm only getting a thin sketch of what they mean. Superficially, it seems to be pointing to role-playing games made before 2000, and seems heavily old D&D or advanced D&D first or second edition, but surely there's much more to it than that. Is it because it's a more serious scenario? Is it more lethal? Or is it a reaction against the new wave of performance and drama role-playing games, especially that we see on streams? Also, in some corners of Twitter, there seems to be an ugly drama with regards to the OSR, but I'm really in the dark about that as well. So uh, that's my question. Enjoy your cast and enjoy hearing your answer to this. Thank you.
And that's about it, I think. Um, right, so just wanted to say thank you again to Daniel for the call-in and setting up the competition. Going to let that run uh, for about another two weeks or so, and then I'm going to put together an episode just about the uh, the competition answers and let Daniel judge it. That'll probably be a bonus. Um, so, you know, keep going. Got till the end of... What are we talking? The end of May, probably. Just about squeeze you in there if you want to have a go. Got three or four already, so looking forward to getting those in. Uh, on that note, I'm really just going to get out of here. The episode is, well, not too long, but, you know, got the call-ins out of the way, and that's kind of cool. I really want to share them. I just really wanted to get them out there and um, you know, show appreciation. So thank you to all my callers today in no particular order. Andy Goodman, uh, Colin, Spike Pit Green, Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, Joe Richter, uh, John Allen Large, and Liren, and trying to do it from memory, Shandy Andy, and of course, the fantastic Van Satkins. Thank you all so, so much. Before I go, better say thank you to the Roleplay Rescue community patrons. Guys, your patronage keeps me going, and thank you once again. And thank you to you, the listener, for taking a little time out of your day to listen in. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next time. Game on!